Hi, this is Deborah Ann Wool. Thank you for listening to the Children of Erte podcast, presented by Demiplane. You can join us live on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv backslash RPG, or catch up with the VOD of each episode on the Demiplane YouTube channel. Bags are packed, are you ready to go? This time tomorrow we'll be on the road Riding with you in the sunnier days I wouldn't want it any other way Welcome back to Children of Verte and this brand new year. We're so excited to have you. Um, as per usual, we're just going to dive right in. Adam, who are our sponsors? Thank you to our incredible sponsors. First up, Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms. You can find an Electrum chess code on the overlay or bouncing around the chat. Thanks for the continued support. We have Die Hard Dice, who has gifted our cast with, let's see where we are, Sam DeLev's Deluxe Deliverers of Delight. Ooh, Sam got in there. That's amazing. That's a good one. I like that so one. Good. So, uh, yeah, thank you, Die Hard. You can use the code Airte to get 10% off your order in their uh, store online. And also, we will be giving away a $20 uh, promotional code. Pay attention to the prompts and chat for that. And finally, tonight, you'll hear the dulcet tones of Sirenscape because epic games need epic sound. I'm Adam Bradford, CDO at Demi Plane. Tonight, I am playing. Silas Sorrell, your dimensionally displaced magical super fan. <laughs> Pulling it out of the air up here. Yeah. <laughs> We're back. Hey, everybody. I'm Alicia Marie. You can find me on socials at Alicia Marie Body. And because it's the start of the new year, I have nothing yet, but things are brewing. So I have nothing to say. Tonight, I'll be playing a temporarily dark and goth-haired <laughs> Firuza Armstrong, and she's still employed, I think, attorney at law. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I am Jen Kretschmer. Um, happy 2024. Welcome back, everybody. Um, uh, you can find me on the interwebs as at DreamWisp, streaming as DreamWisp Jen. Uh, lots of stuff also cooking that we'll talk about as it happens um <laughs> but tonight i will be playing your friendly neighborhood troublemaker mave morgan flynn yay hi everyone i'm lauren urban i'm the content manager over at idle champions of the forgotten realms you can find me at my website lauren-urban.com uh, i've also maybe got stuff going on that's the best place to find it but the most important thing is First off, Feroza, I do think that you are still employed. It's only the 17th day, so they're probably just starting to get worried. Uh, and who was that? That was uh, holidays Carolyn. too. Come on, exactly. It was over the holidays. You've got time. You got time. Day 17. We're fine. Um, they probably just sent the first letter of being like, "Hey, we're a little worried. Where are you?" Considering you work at a law firm, it's probably a very beautifully yeah. crafted, really nice letterhead. Everything, <laughs> Mr. Uh, Courtney. What <laughs> two words? You're fired. No, I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> but uh, tonight I'm not playing the deliverer of bad news for Furza. I'm playing Carolyn Nebula Stern, who is just remembering that she's been here for 17 days and wants to stay for 17 longer. <laughs> I can't believe it's only been 17 days. Oh <laughs> I just looked it up. We just woke up to day 17. Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, oh, hello, everyone. I am Hope Lavelle. You can follow me on the socials at the Hope Lavelle. You can watch me as a dungeon master on Misfits of All Seta on Wednesdays, which means tomorrow, which means guess what? It's what? also going to be our one year anniversary. <gasps> yeah! Yeah! That's that wild. Uh, thank you. So come join us and, and, and celebrate with us. Um, and tonight I am playing your favorite granny for hire, Miss Robin Beckett. <laughs> I love you all have little catchphrases. It's yeah. so fantastic. I just adore you all very much. Oh my gosh. And Lauren just put the most amazing thing in chat. <laughs> Wait, what? Everyone so, at home. Lauren, please. So I've been keeping track of not just how many days it was, but because we were told what day we got on the train. It was December 15th when we got on the train, which means we woke up this morning, at our characters, on day 17, which is December 31st. So uh, it's it's Happy, happy New Year's Eve. Eve. Oh, happy New Year's Eve. How exciting. Well, in, you know, we're at episode 67 right now. Probably by like, you know, 75, it'll be New Year. <laughs> 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 you'll, you'll have made it. Yay. Um, Oh, wonderful. Thank you all so much for being here. Uh, I'm Deborah Ann Wool. I will be your storyteller for this evening. Um, so settle in, get comfy as we uh, dive into the, as I said, 67th chapter of Children of Erte. So, little refresher <laughs> from where we were last time. Uh, you all spent some time in the, the Sandcastle hut um, and did some exploring of your own. You heard some noises, you found some interesting things, and the final uh, sort of revelation were these sort of stone five-legged spider creatures that when they tucked their legs under them, appeared to be just rocks and moss and mushrooms. They very kind of, you know, seemed to become an inanimate object. Uh, but whenever you came close, they sprung into these uh, terrifying stone spiders. Um, just as you were beginning to fight with them and figure out what was going on there, Ivy ascended from the waters below and helped to destroy them. In her very last moment, as she stuck a long, sharp, icicle nail straight through the center of the body of one of them, uh, killing it instantly. She turned to all of you and said, this is bad. We must find Zola. I hand it to you, players, adventurers. Wait, like now? <laughs> he says, the snow is falling. If you wish to follow them to the door, you must go now. Well, we just got here. Tiver is safe. You've done all that you can. The people are coming back. I can start to rebuild. If you wish to save the other worlds, you must go now. And, and Neb's going to look over at the corpses of these spiders and look back and be like, um, if she's, if she's sending those after us, do we really want to go to her? It sounds like her world doesn't need saving. She sent them as scouts. These are designed to find the creatures that she describes to them. Clearly, she is looking for you. Well, then what are we going to do if they show up and then you're not there to finish them off for us? Oh, I, we can handle these things. You are more capable than you give yourself credit for. Yeah, after all Jesus. that you have done. 
you took down Tolron. Yeah. Handily, I might add. Well, that was partially because we had a great spot to do it in, and a lot of time to think about it. Thank you, Miss Robin. And, of course, luck is always on our side. Yeah. So, what do we do when we find her? Say, hey, stop. Yeah, why does she want to kill us, anyway? Yeah. Ivy, hmm, walks to her ice throne. As she sits upon it, you can see the, the spikes that have now, the icicles that have now grown along her back fall you know, perfectly aligning with those indents along the back of the chair as if it was just custom built for her. Um, as you've noticed, she is quite a bit taller now, uh, eight, nine feet tall. Even for Ruza, you know, you're kind of looking up a little bit as she passes by. Um, her gown stiff with ice and frost. As she sits, she sort of puts one hand, a finger to her temple, the long icicle going high. She looks to you, she says, because she believes the rumors are true. I also think there is evidence to that. It is said that only children of Erte can kill a ruler. You have done this. Perhaps she wants you gone before you can do the same to her. So we don't want to kill nobody that don't want to kill us? Well, but she wants to kill us, so doesn't that mean that... <laughs> well, yes, why, and that's why this is bad timing on her part, right? Like, literally until this, I think we would have been happy to just go bring Pilvim home and, like, go talk to her. We wanted to yeah. talk to her when we if were in the pale anyway. With, like, you know, milk and cookies, then we would reply in kind. I think everybody just needs to have a nice conversation, you know? <laughs> There's so many different things being assumed here. Where should yes, we do it? Amongst the corpse spiders, Miss Robin? <laughs> this conversation. I want to remind you guys, if she's already sending scouts after us, this was like the first instance. More is coming and it could be stronger and worse. So I think if we head out anywhere, we have to have our P's and Q's and about us. Agreed. But I would... is there any way to get a message to her, try to tell her we're not the threat she she thinks we are. You look over at Pivim and you see him kind of rocking back and forth on his feet and he starts to mutter, oh no, 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 no. And he's sort of looking at the corpses of these rock bodies and he goes over and pulls this tiny little sort of spade out of his pocket, his little knapsack, and goes over and starts to flick away some of the moss and the algae at the top. And as he does, one of the spores opens up, this sort of blue dust going off into the air. And he turns back to you, Neb, and says, mm, I think she already knows. She knows you're here. They'll send her a message. Okay, but is there any way that we can send a message back? If she thinks... If she's doing a preemptive strike on us because she thinks we're coming to kill her, mm. which if she knows that we've killed Tall Run and the the only thing that she knows about Children of Verte is that we've come to kill rulers, I kind of understand it. So how do, how do we convince her? How, how do we let her know otherwise without walking into a place where she's going to be trying to kill us the whole time? Well, well, 
She, um, Zola is a good and fair leader. She takes care of all the people of Lorelia, and that includes protecting herself and the people of Lorelia. Um, so it's possible that if we could go and show her you mean no harm, uh, she might lay off her force. Yeah, I mean, listen, like anybody who's spent more than 30 seconds with this Talron character is going to know that he is a jackass of the highest tier. And so, like, you know, obviously she's got to know him in some way. And so it should be pretty easy for us to explain, like, hey, jackass of highest tier attacked us multiple times, tried to kill this other ruler, Ivy. We protected the other ruler. We want to do the same for you. It should be a, a slam dunk. Very, very easy diplomatic relationship that we can forge with. What's her name again? Zola. Queen Zola. That's if we can get close enough to her, Silas. Like, what if we end up butting up against more of her scouts before we can even, which we, maybe we should just send her a fruit basket with lined with paper dolls. Do you have any of those things left, Miss Robin? Edible arrangement <laughs> is a much better call. A Trojan <laughs> edible arrangement. If, if you send it with the actual paper dolls, isn't it an attacking arrangement at that point? <laughs> <laughs> Silas, I think that's a great idea. And I, I, believe that you could absolutely convince her, but Feruza is also right in where until she knows that we're not actively trying to kill her, she's actively trying to kill us and we're gonna have to protect ourselves and things are just gonna spiral out of control. So I don't I don't know. I have no answers to any of this, but. Yeah, we'll just throw down on any of these little spider scouts when they, when they come down. <laughs> And then we will, you know, kill our way up to Zola if we have yeah. to and say, listen, we come in peace. With <laughs> and this, we come you know, with pieces of the ice spiders. Yeah. Devastation behind us. That's not how we do it. Is, and um, I'm sure she's going to believe that as we wield yeah. our weapons. Well, I mean, yeah. anybody who's going to attack first, I mean, this is silly activity. I mean, I would expect more of a ruler. It seems like they would be a little bit smarter than is the only Ivy, you hear a little soft chuckle from Ivy from behind you, Silas, as you say this. She says, Rulers are not infallible. We are as unique as a snowflake. And as she does, she sort of picks one out of the air, you know, blows it off of her fingernail well, towards To her. be clear, I wasn't saying that she necessarily made an error, which she did. I was saying she was doing something that wasn't intelligent because this is an intelligent, you know, preemptive attack. That's all I'm saying. You, you were more intelligent about it, Ivy. And you at least, you know, like said, hey, these these folks might can help us. But but Zola looks like, you know, she's, uh, you know, literally throwing a first punch here. And so, hey, I'm fine, everybody. If we want to jump in a portal and go to this other place and yeah. throw a punch back real quick, because can't stand bullies anyway, we can go do that for sure if everybody's on board with it. Uh, Ivy... So you said that one of the rumors is that we can kill rulers. Are there any other popular rumors about us that we should know about? I believe Pivim has clued you into most of the stories. But yes, there are prophecies of children of Erte doing in all of the rulers um, and forming a new order. I hope that that is not your intent. I feel I've shown you that I am a capable and compassionate ruler for my people. I have not harmed you yet. Yet? Wow, that sounds like a veiled threat. <laughs> Hit the brakes. 
put it in reverse. What? <laughs> she looks at you and says, you have not harmed me, and so I have not harmed you. I cannot make promise. Hey, hey, we've done a little bit more than not harm you. We've actually helped you, like, a whole lot. This is true. Okay. Do you wish to continue to help the different realms? Yes, if we can, if that's our, our purpose. If just, that's why we're... Just to, to clarify, from what I understood, all of the realms were fighting each other all the time and trying to vie for each other's... Uh, power yeah. and spaces so why should we believe that you would want us to help another one of the rulers i have seen the error of my ways i told you this i went and look yeah <laughs> her say this yes observing her behavior i've seen yes. her for, for a while we've watched oh her yes you have her. can i get any vibes off you of can what do she's saying? Is there a, of course you can okay. do an insight Vibe check. Little vibe check. Vibe check. Little vibe check. You have noticed she stopped blinking. Oh. Okay. Oh. Oh, I, I get very little. <laughs> she stopped blinking. It's it's like trying to get a vibe check off of um, an owl, you know, unless yeah. you specific. She is no longer human enough for you to really grasp intention. Um. She says what she says, but her intonation is very neutral. She sees you sort of maybe cock your head and, and, you know, like you're questioning her a little bit. And she stands now to her full nine foot height here, quite a giantess in her own right here. Mm -hmm. And she stands over to you and says, I have no desire to hurt you, child. I have learned to love admire the children of Erte. In fact, the greatest love of my life, one of yours, Julian. I wish only that he is healthy and happy and safe. Do me this favor. See if you can find him. See if you can convince Zola to fight for peace instead of war. Hey, this I don't mean to be insensitive right here, but like, don't have you said that these mists you can talk to dead people have you gone up there and been like julian can you hear me julian do, like do you know he's alive a little turn of her head as she looks up at them oh i'm afraid of the answer i may not receive well you want us to ask for you i have not yet tried since we have returned well, we haven't had a lot of time Perhaps she'll start to make her way towards the staircase. Um, as she steps on it, it jolts a little bit, but now that it is colder again, <laughs> it freezes up a bit as she slowly goes up. You can even see as her, her sort of trail of frost dress, uh, you know, bumps along the bottom, it seems to almost again re-icicle, <laughs> refreeze mm -hmm. as it steps up this ladder. She rises going to the follow. Top. Unless okay. she's told otherwise, she's going to immediately follow behind. She does not stop you. Her train is long, so unless you want to step on her frost dress, you're, you know, a good five feet behind her. <laughs> um, I'm going to fly as close to her back without getting, like, poked by an icicle as I oh, can, yeah. like, over the train. 
Yeah. I mean, these, these are, they are like dragon or dinosaur spikes. It's very exciting for you, Silas. I mean, she really has like <laughs> coming a spine of spikes coming down her back. Um, as she reaches up to the top, again, her long icicle fingernails, you've noticed her nose is more angular, her chin is more angular, everything about her sort of crystallizing into these geometric shapes. She steps up one last step until her head is in the mists. She breathes. Julian. My love, if you are here, please put my mind at rest. I cannot bear not knowing. If I could know you were gone, I could let you go. And she waits. A single tear forms in the corner of her eyes as she intakes a breath, as though she is hearing a response that you yourselves do not hear. This little tear immediately freezes and rolls down her cheeks, dropping to the ground where it shatters into a little bit of snow. He looks down, she looks down to you, Neb, and over at you, Silas, glistening. He told me he loved me, and he was sorry. She so, does not blink tears away. Uh, thank Just, you for asking, I, but I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know how these mists work, like, for sure. Like, does that mean he's dead? I do not know. Only that he has passed. Where we go beyond there. Well, it's good to know for sure. I mean, to have an answer. She begins to step down the stairs past you, Neb. Uh, she's quite large, and as she brushes past, you can feel this aura of freeze. In fact, I'd like you to make a constitution saving throw. Hey, first roll of the game, everybody. <laughs> first roll of 2024. First roll of 2024. They do. Con saving throw. Yeah, an 18. 18, I'll take that. It's cold. You feel like, oh, Oh, if I was any less accustomed to being in cold at this point, I'd have had some problems. But you just about sort of relax your muscles and are able to let her pass without there being any uh, any effect. Um, she comes down, walks back over to her throne and sits. She breathes. You notice no mist coming from her mouth. The breath that she breathes is as cold as the air around you. She looks to each of you, she says, make your own choices. But this is what I offer. You can follow the tracks, the trails of these scouts to Lurilia and make your overtures to Zola. I can send you back to the Vale if you would like to return, give up, go home. Or with Talron's death, it is possible I could send you to Praxidiki. However, Zola and Floris will also have access. And I cannot guarantee your safety. The choice is yours. Please leave me to my grief. S S Silas um, did not descend the stairs when she uh, started okay. to. Neb and hasn't si either. Silas is just going to float up. <laughs> 
yes. where his, his hand is going into this mist. And, uh, <laughs> no. Instantly, and, Silas, it's like sound goes out. You see her lips moving down there as she's talking to the others through the mist, but you cannot hear what she is saying um, as your, your head is within this other space. It is just... Silas is just going to say Mr. Shakespeare William can I call you Bill as or you speak the there's, a weird, there's a weird muffle Mr. Bill it's a little bit muffled uh, as if you had a scarf across your face you wait and receive no answer I come out just like a little bit um, and just enough to where I can like, you know, see Neb if she's down yes. there. And then I say, I'm not sure this thing actually works. And then I go, I go back up. <laughs> something, and, something, authorship question, something, something. <laughs> and, and, um, and, and then um, I'm going to say, um, and then I'm going to say, Pops, are you there? You feel a wind push across your face, freezing cold. Um, it, it really sends a chill up your spine for a moment. And you feel like you hear a little chuckle, a little familiar laugh. Wait, are you there? Can you hear me? Again, but now it's as if it's coming from behind and again a something as if it's trying to communicate but it can't quite as if it, it too were muffled I am going to reach out with my thoughts mm -hmm. and try to detect any thoughts in the uh, 30 feet around me cool DM discretion um you absolutely sense a consciousness of some kind. Surface thoughts, again, give you that little familiar chuckle. The one that you heard almost every day growing up. I'm going Suddenly, to, oh, go uh, ahead. No, I was just going to say I'm going to keep going, trying yeah. to go deeper now that I've uh, kind of Suddenly. figured out that an entity is there. In his little lilt that you've always heard when you had to ask yourself a serious question and his words came to mind. Well, hey there, sport. Nice to hear from you. Where, where are you? Hard to say, but I'm watching. Are you in danger or are you at peace? <laughs> oh, little of this, little of that. I'm not in pain. What should we be doing? We're trapped in this incredibly weird place. Do you know about the veil? Mm. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you found a trail. 
Got you where you are. You're doing well, kid. What are we supposed to do next? Well, he... I wouldn't trust her much longer. She's getting stronger. And she'll Talking no longer Ivy? need your help. Oh, yes. Should we just kill her like we did the other one? <laughs> Again, this little chuckle. Oh, you always were an impulsive boy. <laughs> I'd say leave as soon as you can. I was joking. Uh, like, he says, <laughs> ah, perhaps. Different generations. So, all right. Well, I mean, do you have any clue? Like, are we su supposed to set something right here? Are we supposed to? I, I mean, we just feel lost. You know what to do. Oh, thanks. Super vague as always. <laughs> I, I, I hope you're telling me the truth about that peace part. You deserve it. Love you, kid. gonna float down and I don't really notice anything else that's going on. I'm just gonna float out into like almost like a I, there's probably not a corner. This is probably pretty circular, but you know, <laughs> kind of away from everybody and I'm just kind of yeah. floating floating looking at a wall for a little while. Nebit okay. stayed on the ladder going up. Did yes. she hear anything from where she was? You can hear Silas and what Silas is saying, but you hear none of the responses. It's as if Silas is talking to himself. Mm -hmm. Or someone you can't hear. Silas is after a time is just going to speak up mm -hmm. um, and, and he's going to say it kind of quiet uh, at first, probably so quiet that no one actually hears it. Um, and then when he realizes that, he says it louder says I um I think we do need to get out of here because I just had a you know conversation with my dead grandfather so um you know if uh, if anybody else wants to talk to someone that's dead dead you know six sense style um you know you might want to go stick your head up in the mist but then we probably need to get out of here okay well, well, if it were six sense style, wouldn't we just already be talking? I, to I each other? don't know. Like, don't don't read into the reference too much, babe. Like, just just go talk to somebody. There's gonna be somebody dead that you want to talk to. <laughs> but what if we don't know if they're they're dead or not? Well, isn't that what we just asked of Ivy? <laughs> yeah, same thing. Just just like I, I what I'm saying is, we need to wrap up our accounts. We need to pay our tab in this place, and we need to skedaddle. Robin will start climbing the stairs, and I'd like to get a read on Neb as I pass mm. her. Neb, um, what does she see? There's a lot of curiosity and indecision and a tiny bit of fear. And it's a lot of her looking at the mist, looking at you, looking at Silas, looking at Ivy, looking off into the distance like... She can't decide what she wants to do and whether she wants to do it. I think uh, Robin will put a hand on her shoulder, just squeeze it gently, and then reach into her backpack and kind of rummage for a second and pulling out a p 
paper doll and toss it outside. (laughs) It scampers off (laughs) into the snow. (laughs) Oh, well, that one's gone forever. What are they doing on the staircase, Maeve? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, she's going to pull out a letter and she's just going to hand it to Neb and say, I don't know why, but I think you need this. And she's going to continue up into the mist and she will go fully in. She won't just stick her head. She just... oh. as, as you go up real quick, so Neb's going to like stare at this letter for a second and then noticing you're going up, she's going to say, um, do you want me to leave? Do you want me to st- um, stay? Or do you want, what do you want? Do you want anything? Whatever makes you most comfortable. I, well, for my sake, don't go too far. I'll stay right here then. As you walk up into the mist, and as soon as it, you know, your head is is lost, all sound cuts out. As you continue to go up, you feel as if you could climb these stairs continuously. Uh, They don't stop past where you can see them. You could keep going, but you too feel this sort of vacuum of sound, um, dampened, muffled. I think uh, Robin isn't afraid. I think she Mm. kind of hikes up her backpack a little and looks a little proud and she just, oh, Harold, I'm home, darling. You wait for a little while. Just a little of wind just sort of pushes back a little hair off of your neck and little sprickly chills. Oh, up there. I, uh, (laughs) I got the lawnmower fixed. I think you'd be quite proud. I knew exactly the part to get. Mm. Works like a charm now. You hear a little a little, you know, repetitive noise that you remember Harold making when he would thought something humorous. <clears throat> and and she kind of like like a thought catches in her throat and she uh, what would you like for dinner tonight? I I was thinking spaghetti. Your favorite. Almost, again, a breeze, but as if it were a hand, just placed upon your cheek gently, lovingly. And again, as if muffled and far away. Mm. I hope you're happy. Please tell me you're happy. Again, muffled. But a little gentle pressure in the center of your forehead. Well, don't stay up too late, all right? You know how cranky you can get. (sighs) Almost like a little tornado around you, ruffling at your clothes and your hair as it sort of thrills you and seems to rise up and you can feel it float away. A silence once again around you. I love you. And 
she'll turn and walk back down the stairs. When you come out of the mist, Nib has been standing where you left her the entire time, looking at the letter, but hasn't opened it, hasn't anything. And when you appear, she'll very quickly look up and uh, did Neb hear any of that conversation? Okay. No, and in fact, you didn't hear much of um, Robin's side of it either. She was, she was, you know, she went up there fully. You heard a little bit of something, but it would be like listening to something in the next room. Okay, she she wouldn't try to listen. She wouldn't be like uh, spying or anything. Which is, I, I just didn't know how much she would have heard. Um, so. I whatever you're thinking I I think it's a good thing to try I don't want you to regret anything when we leave this place okay I'm just worried I want to do it because I'm curious and not that it's actually going to do anything but what's wrong with curiosity She's gonna like glance down where Pivim is and back up at you and very quietly say, I don't know, there's something about piercing that veil that scares me now. You have been so brave these past couple of weeks, so brave. But you don't have to tackle everything that comes your way if you don't want to. Just don't regret your decision, whichever it may be. There is no wrong or right decision here. She's gonna hold the letter to her chest and then nod and then walk up the stairs into the mist. Okay. As you step up into the mist, the same, the sound seems to go out. You hold the letter tightly to your chest and wait. And she stands there for a good like 30 seconds, but knowing that the others at least like called out to someone, she'll eventually go, um, I don't know how this is supposed to work. If I'm just, if I'm just supposed to shout it out, then so I'll do it again. Um, So I'm looking, I'm looking for Dr. Craig Stern. A moment passes. A little ruffle as it flutters the paper in your hand. Hmm. Was that you? Hmm. She'll reach into her pocket and pull out the rock that he gave her and hold it out and say, I still have it. It's still with me. You do feel almost again like a tornado of just whirling wind around your hand. I don't I I don't even know if I'm supposed to be asking you anything or here or what I'm supposed to be doing, and I'm I didn't even know that I really wanted to talk to you again until I knew it was possible. And now I don't know if this is too much. Are you okay? 
you feel a gentle, cold, breezy, but pressure as if a hand has just been placed upon your shoulder, but it sort of drops through. A gesture you are familiar with. I do miss you. I don't know if any of this was on purpose. If you knew if any of this was going to happen. And if, if, if you didn't, that's okay. And if you did, thank you. And she'll walk back downstairs. Okay. And if Robin is still there, she'll just kind of give you a small nod and keep walking as she wipes tears. Still oh. holding the letter, but not having opened it yet. Walk down with her. Okay. You join the others down on the ice as Ivy has sort of settled into her throne again, awaiting your decision. Is there time for me to try as well? Oh, of course. I, I'd like to go up and I'd... I'm going to just say, Alfie. Alfie, are you there? You don't seem to feel anything. Hmm. And I'm going to turn and walk back down. Okay. Okay. So Feruza is just watching everyone. She's not really. She's sort of like, you know, do I want to do the this? The Scully. I, yeah, like, do I want this confirmed or not confirmed? Uh, but she sees one by one, you know, her, her friends are doing it and she's sort of, uh, all right, you guys survived. Um, and she, one step at a time, heads up into the mist and she's just, at first, she's just sort of standing there like, right, what is this? Uh, all right. Miss Priscilla, are you here? I don't know what I'm doing here, but just in case you are here, I wanted to ask. Suddenly, a huge gust of wind blows all of your hair back, and you hear clearly, Why, little Rusa, look how you've grown. <gasps> is that you? Is that you? Well, who else would it be? You asked for me, I'm here. What do you want to know? I haven't heard your your voice in so long, and I I I I I think I actually miss you like pinching me in the side to get out of the way when I trip you running down the stairs. How are you? I, I even you don't know Fit how long I've wanted to. Fiddle, kid. Hear. What's going on? I haven't heard your voice in so long. I, I live in New York now. I, I'm a big oh big lawyer. city girl, huh? <laughs> yeah. Very impressive. We always knew you'd be up to good things. Yeah, I, 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 I was doing fine. I, I didn't know where, where you retired to. I was trying to find you for a little while, and it, trust me, I used 
all the resources that I could get my hands on, but I couldn't find you. And then one day I come home from work and there's a, a letter or a gold envelope with your address on it. And I open it. And that's why I'm standing here right now. It was a ticket. I don't know why I'm here. And I, I'm assuming that, that, that this is real, that, that, that I'm really talking to you and you're not just some figment of my imagination or some evil trick that, that, that the Ice Queen is playing on us. I'm actually talking to you. I'm, I'm assuming that there's, there's a reason why you wanted me here. Oh, sweet girl. You are exactly where you choose to be. You are on the path that is right for you because it is yours. This is where I'm supposed to be right now. If it's where you, if it's, if this is where your story has taken you, then yes. I, think I believe is. in you. I know. You always did. You were the, the only one that ever did. You are so much stronger than you ever knew. Look, you've grown into this strong, intelligent woman who is saving worlds. Both back in our world, you saved individuals. Here, you are saving whole realms. It is part of who you are. When you put it that way, <laughs> before you hang up or go away or whatever, are, are, are you okay? Are, are you okay? I mean, I, I got some weird visions and I don't even know what to, to think or say. Are you okay? Do you remember when I was younger, when I used to call you Moose Priscilla <laughs> instead of Miss Priscilla? And for a second, Farisa just stops herself. <laughs> Oh, I'm glad you're putting it together. I'm always by your side. I'm going to make you proud. Already have. And with that, another enormous gust of wind. And she is gone. I didn't want to interject in the moment there, but did I hear you right that we all heard that one? Nope. Oh, sorry. I was only like, she, so but but in a, a sorry, okay. but it was not muffled for Feruza. Feruza okay. heard a clear voice. Feruza's just sort of stumbling back down the stairs, and she like almost falls, but she like catches herself. No Constitution saving throw. <laughs> she sort of catches herself. <laughs> did 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 you guys talk to someone in the in up there? Yeah, in a way, yeah. Maeve, you have one of your cryptic looks on your face. <laughs> no, no one was there. Like no one? Like you didn't try like, you know, random people like William Shakespeare? <laughs> Who's trying William Shakespeare, Silas? I do. <laughs> why, why on earth would you not talk to William Shakespeare if you had the opportunity? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, there, there were just other people in line who were first in line that's all but yeah that would be really yeah, neat, i actually. definitely tried to talk to other people before shakespeare um definitely tried to talk to other people before him but i mean while i was up there i tried to talk to him 
<sighs> but he wasn't there, which means that he's still alive. So that's something yeah, that's to figure probably... out when we get back to Just Earth. like Elvis. <laughs> Mm. Is, so, is, so that's how that works. Is if they don't answer, it's not that they just decided not to answer. It's that oh, they're. I, I, they're I not oh, Evie looks up at that and shakes her head, and she says, "Oh, they play by their own whims. Sometimes they answer, sometimes they don't." So you're just saying that William Shakespeare ignored me. <laughs> William, you really did. She goes, "I, I, I vaguely remember." this person you speak of. Of course you would. Yeah. Julian probably read you sonnets. <laughs> so, Julian wrote sonnets for me. <laughs> yeah, Is this the kind of thing in where the, the better you know them, the more likely they are to answer? Uh, she says it, it it's, seems to me more an element of timing of how far through the veil they have journeyed. So the the farther the so like the farther they've gone, the more the less likely, the more likely? Pivim, you know, sort of comes forward and, and you know goes, Wow, oh, remember the the tales of the veil. If you you can get here on your own, uh, by walking through a door or uh, you can die and be in the veil, but those who are uh, uh, resolved pass on. It's only a few that decide to stay there in the veil. Uh, so perhaps she's saying uh, those who have moved on to where we don't know, those consciousnesses, uh, uh, that's different than the ones that are still in the veil. As Crash is giving this explanation and all this discussion is going on, Silas is uh, one by one, everyone uh, except Crash at this point in time, because I don't want to, uh, you know, uh, overwhelm him at this point. But uh, but everyone else, Silas is individually messaging uh, mentally. They are the only ones that can hear the whisper. And he says, um, I spoke to someone. I'm very certain that I was having a conversation uh, because I reached out with my psychic powers um and and touch the individual and it was my pops and he said that we need to gtfo this place get out of dodge because the longer we stay here the more into her full power she's becoming and the uh you know uh, less safe we are and so and and silas is going around and telling that mm -hmm. message to everyone individually as that discussion's going are we pissing her? Are we overstaying our welcome or something? Oh, yeah, you can't. You can reply to me, and only <laughs> okay. I hear you. <laughs> In your so head, you hear Feruza. Yeah. So as as you reply that, uh, Feruza, um, I'm gonna you know reply again and and say um, I don't I don't know if it's pissing her off or not, but like she's asked us several times now to leave, okay. and um, and with you know an external party telling us that we should leave i think that we should probably call this one a day and get somewhere else before we overstay the world i'm uh, ready uh neb's not going to respond directly to silas but after the messaging has gone around she'll say well we promised we'd get pivim home and as long as zola thinks that we're a threat to her and the longer the Pivim is with us, we're a threat 
to him. So I think getting him home and away from us as soon as possible is probably a good thing. Right. And Ivy, yeah. before we go, I just want to remind you yet again that we have been nothing but friends to you and, and we, we leave you in peace. And I hope that that counts for something, whatever happens next. As well. I thank you. You have done more than you know to restore Tiber and it's to its former glory. My people are returning from all corners. Many have perished in my absence. If I had been allowed to return instead of stalked endlessly by Talrin, I could have prevented it. But you have helped. Flores and Zola continue this war, not I. Until they are stopped, there will be no peace. If the old stories are true, then you are the only ones who can do this. One more quick I question. I urge you. Here, go. Bye. Prevent them from perpetuating this violence in any way We've you can. heard that if these realms don't have rulers, this is like, you know, an equally as bad problem. So if we stop these rulers, what are we supposed to do about that? Like, I don't think that we can put like a, you know, cardboard stand up on thrones and that work. We can find replacements for the rulers, or perhaps those of us that are left will incorporate their worlds into ours. Oh, I don't know about that. Can we have like a democratic election or something in these realms and see who should be on the throne? Perhaps the realms will solve that problem on their own. Right, fair enough. Well, hopefully when we come back, all your people will be okay, because I, I really wanted to talk to a bunch of them, but I, I guess I'll have to wait. Yes. Right then. So, which way to the door? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, and besides following the tracks, do you have any advice? Like, are these do portals usually appear in a certain place? Is there a certain place we shouldn't go? Like, do this, you have a map? It would be a door created by a scribe. Julian, perhaps here looking for me, trying to help my people before he. They're very difficult to find. If Zola knows where it is and she sent her scouts through it, then following their tracks is your best chance. All right. Let's, let's go before we lose the tracks. The spider tracks? <laughs> I think right. so. Okay. As, as we're starting to head out, uh, yes. Nip wants to stop over by one of the these spider rock creatures. Yes. And... She wants to take a second and examine one, mm -hmm. um, just trying to get an idea of specific things to look for with these tracks, see if they have any kind of smell, see if they kind of, you know, just just getting Let's an idea of this creature. Start with an investigation. Ah, uh, sure. Investigation. <laughs> That's a 21. Um, may I? Oh. I was gonna say, may I help with that because I had looked at the at the tracks sure. What's your uh, your int modifier? Uh, my int is plus uh, one. All right, so, so we're twenty two. So, you. Um, as you both are looking and kind of comparing notes, the main thing you notice is that these tracks are going to be very, very um, unique. They are long, needle like you know, claw, needle-like, uh, spindly legs, um, five of them. Um, and that while on the ice floor of this palace area, they only made tiny little divots in snow, 
they're going to go straight through. So these are probably going to be fairly deep divots. Um, and then this pattern specifically of walking in fives is going to be very unique uh, to mm -hmm. most other um, bipedal mm -hmm. or quadrupedal, <laughs> quadrupedal uh, uh, creatures that you are used to. Um, in terms of like, there's no smell. And as you look at it now, other than these sharp claws, everything looks almost exactly like a rock. And now it's already starting to freeze over. The moss that was on top is sort of starting to, to fall and, 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 and dwindle away. The mushroom cap looking things are starting to die. Um, but really it looks like a pile of organic material other than these sharp spires. Um, you would not you would assume they were from different creatures do i think that the moss and the rock the lichen and the mushrooms are mm -hmm. a ghillie suit kind of thing where they've been grabbing them and attaching them or is that part of their body investigation check sure we'll do another one that's actually kind of cool if you think about it, an idea Ooh, that's Ooh. a natural 24 26. <laughs> <Woo>! um <laughs> You think that, yes, this is probably something that they grabbed, but that it's symbiotic, that very quickly, and because these are deep-rooted into these, these rocks and the soil and the little home that they've created, that this creature cannot live without this, these organisms, and these organisms could not live without this creature at this point. So, yes, they probably didn't grow the mushrooms, but it is absolutely relying on it for its internal functioning. Interesting. Okay. All right. Yeah. Like, maybe like the bacteria in our gut. Yeah. Kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So removing them would be a bad thing for them. Okay. That is the conclusion you could come to natural 20. Yeah. Okay. Because mm. I think for a moment, Neb would be thinking about grabbing some of the, the moss and the, yeah. the mushrooms and everything but we'll stop and say all right well when we see stuff like this not just rocks we'll we'll know we're getting close these live together they're symbiotic mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but yeah i guess it's just the tracks mm -hmm. Bruza didn't see um neb do that and she didn't roll for anything so she's gonna take a souvenir <laughs> and put it in her messenger bag and she's gonna say to herself a little souvenir, and she's gonna put it in this room. <laughs> That's it. All right. The door, you you use the way you came in, it's the only way out. Um, the sort of magical web that had been placed across it, uh, Ivy, you know, will sort of run her fingers through to show you that that has been dispelled since these creatures uh, died and over the time. Um, so it is clear for you to pass through. Um, as you begin to make your way down the long hallway towards that opening out to the uh, the open air, you can see it is it has been snowing, uh, light, fluffy little flakes. It is not super heavy, but you can see already that some of these little divots and pads are beginning to be filled in. Um, however, right outside, you can immediately see chunk, 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 deep wells where the... Uh-oh. Should <laughs> pause for anybody else? Oh, no. Yes. Are you back? Yeah. Am I back? You're back. Hey, back. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, you see the tracks. 
Because <laughs> when, when you started for, for doing that, I thought you meant it was an actual spider, not the tracks of the spider. <laughs> and I was like, are you kidding me? Not again. No, here we go. <laughs> well, this looks like deep right. snow. Silas, as we're yeah. as we're going, is just gonna, you know, talk. Fly. Um, yeah. And 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 one of well, he's definitely flying. He's talking also. And he yeah. just says you know, like she acted like, oh, these rulers can just kind of like be replaced or something. Kind of slid in a little consolidation of her power thing in there. But then also, if Julian actually is dead, I know she didn't want to talk about that. And hey, you know, congratulate me. I actually held back a question because I was about to ask her if Julian's <laughs> dead. Like, you know, who's the next scribe? Like, is it like Avatar where when one dies, the other one's born immediately? Like, how does that work? Um, but I think that we need to be thinking about that too, because if we get to wherever this place is, if we follow stone spiders, then we might be stuck there because we might not have a scribe or anybody that can get us to another place. I mean, I don't have a solution for that. I'm just kind of bringing it up where it can be on everybody's minds where we can all worry about it together. Well, I mean, I'm sorry. I was only half listening to that. Did the scribe... <laughs> So the, so a scribe had to have made this portal that we're going to, right? The, they're the only Correct. ones that can make portals. They're the mm -hmm. only ones, we've been told they're the only ones that can make portals anywhere. That the rulers we've can do told. portals to their plane. To their, own, to their own plane. Currently, they can potentially also do it to Praxitiki because that is oh. rulerless at the moment. Um, the scribe is the only one who can make a door anywhere. Um, and then, of course, there is extraordinary magic that can create a temporary door, which is what happened to all of you. But um, mm. but you, at least Ivy is saying it is likely it's a door, a, 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 a door that got left behind that Zola has found, mm -hmm. or at least her oh, scouts have found. Okay. Well, either I'm way, if it's... Marching a... to the door. Mm-hmm. I'll wing the tracks. All right. Uh, Pivum, when we get there how likely is it going to be that you're going to recognize where we end up when we go through um he sort of you know looks up towards you and goes oh i, I remember larilia well i i remember the veil uh i remember being there a long time i just uh sorry folks <laughs> you're all new to me no 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 that, that that's okay Strangers. but that's that's good to know i was afraid Hopefully, wherever we are, you'll recognize and then you'll be able to get home because I wasn't. It sucks that you can't remember us, but at this point, it's way more important that you're we get you home and away from us so that you don't get mixed up in Zola's uh, preemptive strikes. So if, if we go I through. Mean, Crash, and... Do you not remember when you said that I was your favorite out of everybody? You not remember that even? That's because it didn't happen. Exactly. I was gonna say. Oh, like, you are. <laughs> That's a dirty trick. <laughs> no. It's not that we can't Ooh, all be your favorite. <laughs> if ever I was your favorite, then no. But don't try and impact the memory of no. something that didn't happen here. Yes. We're trying Sorry, to re 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 get get Pivim here to remember the actual memories and trying to come up with new things that didn't happen might be confusing. I've seen Memento. Like, <laughs> I'm not saying it won't happens. happen in the future. It might He's happen got, in the future. You, you see a little a little flicker 
And he kind of goes, guy time. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, See, y'all don't know. And Silas looks individually at everyone else. <laughs> and me? I don't know what happened in guy time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he goes, you know what I miss? I miss a good hot home cooked meal. And he starts to walk off, sort of following these tracks. And in fact, he's going to make the survival check to follow these tracks. Oh, is there just, any way? Just, well, oh, I was going to say, is there any way that I can help? But Sure, you want to add your, uh, your uh, what is it, wisdom bonus? Uh, yeah, that'd be a plus four. Uh, figuring Great. I'm helping by, like, all the looking yeah. at the creature that I had been doing and <laughs> helping find the tracks instead of just, whoopsie, this is a hole. Yeah, he does handsomely. <laughs> There's a couple of places where he maybe, you know, starts to veer off a little bit because he sees a hole um, and you're like oh no I think this one with the conical shape that's more like this one has a rounded out bottom so the two of you kind of working together oh yeah that looks very yeah. good okay and you're yeah, kind of following way, it along um, the longer you walk the shallower these get so thank goodness they were deep holes because you are already starting to get nervous about how far this is um, so I would like Everyone who is sort of looking out here to make a perception check, please. Okay. 19. 25. I'm also in 19. Okay. 16. Silas? 10. 10. Neb and Pim. As you two are us, us people who can turn into animals, we see everything. Yeah. You're, you know, you're looking around, you're following these tracks. Something about the track seems to like almost do a U-turn. And as you turn to kind of try to figure that out, there's just a little flash of green. And as you turn it, it's almost like it disappears again. And and Pivim sort of has the same experience and looks up to you and goes, Did you see that? Yeah, you saw that? Yeah. It was, it was like right, right there. And he, he sort of stops. He goes, he breathes in. And, and Neb, as you sort of, you know, notice that and take us, take a whiff. You also smell vegetation. And this is wide open tundra, just cold, featureless snow. And you can smell wet earth. As he gets very excited and starts to just kind of, again, do this little weavy bob that he's come prone to. And he goes, tugs at your your pant leg, Neb, and, and sort of goes, do this, do this, do this. And as you bob, almost as if, you know, you do this thing and you can see like, you know, it moves a little bit with one Y, yeah. what it is. As you bob a little, there's just this little, little like sliver of green and then it's gone, green, and then it's gone. And if he just sort of, oh, it's it's about an inch. But if you can find exactly where it is, you can hold it. And you see, almost as if you were looking down a plane of glass, a little passage into greenery. Yeah, that's it. That, that's got to be it, right? I mean, there's nothing else that's going to look like that, right? Pivim, again, keeping his head angled perfectly, takes a step forward reaches out a hand and slides through. To all but Neb, it is as if he stepped into thin air and disappeared. Great okay. spot. Come, come, Wait, here, come, come here, come here, come here. This is heavy. 
I'm going to motion specifically to Robin since she's probably the closest to my height mm-hmm. and be like, okay, stand right here. Okay. And, and okay. You see how in the, in the distance, there's that little bit of a rock with a divot and then there's a cloud right over kind of look in that direction. And then, and then just weave back and forth and back oh. and forth and I'll like stand behind her and, yep. you know, as you begin to show Robin, Robin. Yeah. It's like, Oh, it's really hard. It's but the more you kind of focus on it and sit with it, you can just catch it. And as you do, little Pivim's head, hey, hey, you guys, it's home. <laughs> and he ducks back in. Are we supposed to go through there? <laughs> I can't get in there. Silas is just going to fly at it. I mean, Feroza, those, those giant ice spider things came through here, so I'm sure you can. So Silas, you go, you do the the little weaving until you can catch it. You know, um, for each of you, it may take a couple of tries. It may, you may go forward too fast and miss it uh, and have to go kind of come back around and find it. But Neb. And Silas is basically just going like, you know, W-A-S-D. And he's like, (laughs) it's about that. There's like, you can just be one click off and it's gone. But you find just exactly the right spot. And if you hold it and really slowly move forward, it is as if like you are, you are sucked through a keyhole. And suddenly, you are standing in a dense, dark jungle in the middle of the oh. night. Pivim stands next to you. <laughs> this is home. Home. Welcome to Lorelia. And he begins to scamper forward into the green. <laughs> you are oh. all there by now. <laughs> you found, yeah. your, found your sneaky way through however long it took. Uh, you'll watch as Neb, who's been holding on to the letter that Robin gave her this whole time, finally like stuffs it in a inner jacket pocket and goes, uh, Pivim, uh, okay, hold on, hold on a second. Do you, do you know like exactly where we are? You wouldn't happen he, to recognize this jungle, would you? He he doubles back like a like a golden retriever, uh, you know, runs <laughs> forward and then runs back. He goes, oh yeah yeah yeah. Okay, we're on we're on the far side of the bald mountain. I think, oh. I think if we go around through this way, yeah, yeah, we'll find home. Here, come on, come on. And he darts off like again. bald like balls, like basketball, or bald like nothing? I thought bald head. He's already too far away to answer the question. He's disappeared. He is so small. He just scoots underneath that lowest underbrush. For all of you, you can't even see below your knees for the density of the undergrowth here. And as you look up, the canopy shuts out if there were stars or a moon. It is practically pitch dark. Um, even as your eyes adjust, things are sort of gray scale. All you see is just the little bit of maybe color on the leaves closest to you. Uh, Robin I will. Clarify that real quick that Silas is never putting his feet you got under it. that lower layer. <laughs> under you got it. Fear. Is, is that a fear? <laughs> Underbrush. <laughs> You um, got it. Australians. <laughs> Do not Robin do quickly whips out her four dancing lights and ah, kind of mm. makes a halo around us or a little bit of in front of us so we can see where we're going. As these oh, lights surround you and you take in this, again, dense jungle, now noises begin to come back. This initial sort of scrambling of you all you know, coming through and, and, and Pivim's excitement had sort of deadened the sound. Now just sound everywhere 
Um, <laughs> you even catch now in these these lights some little movement off just at the edges of the light as if something darted away. The eye shine of creatures just out of your vision watching. Pivim, don't go too far. Where are you? Fru's just going to literally bend over and just start feeling in the brush. As you reach river. down, you immediately feel the ground is alive. There are insects and bugs climbing all over every inch, eating all of the dead vegetation down on the ground. Uh, a, a centipede crawls up over one of your hands as you sort of shake it off. Does no harm, but the ground is alive beneath your feet. This is home. A carpet of life. As Pivum uh, runs back and he 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 parts the underbrush above his head and goes, What are you waiting for? Oh, can we pick him up and put him on my shoulder? <laughs> hey Pivum, are there, like, there. You know, alligators? He wriggles like a toddler and puts his arms up so he slithers through. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, silence. No, are there like alligators or crocodiles? You know what those are? Like chompers? Oh, chompers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get looks very excited about chompers. Oh, yeah, big guys, big teeth, big nose. Yeah. Should so we they, be? They are here? Oh, lots of chompers. Yeah, yeah. Like death uh, rollers, like those kind of things. Death like rollers? Chomp on you and then like roll and drown. Oh, them. yeah, yeah. We got things that'll chomp you, things that'll tear you, things that'll, that'll, that'll push you, things that'll run you over. I sidle up Australia. to Australia. It really is a great place. <laughs> Definitely Australia. I sidle up to Bears where Silas is hovering. Trees. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, danger above, danger below, danger behind you, danger in front. You gotta be hardy stock to survive Lorelia. Be so excited as he says it. Listen, after all what we've gone really through. Clean? Sorry, go ahead. Listen, after what we've gone through, I think we can handle it. What yeah. was that, Farusa? I was gonna say, are all your people really tiny, Pivum, or goes, oh yeah. I'm I'm a, a strapping lad, the tallest in my family, if I do say. <laughs> so he puts his puts his little hands on his hips. How when you say home, you're talking about your specific like town yeah, yeah. you came from. Okay. Yeah, the Warren. We gotta go to the Warren. How far well maybe. How far away is the Warren? Oh, from here? Oh well, not less than a day. We can make it. We just gotta run. Come on, let's run. Zola. Uh, excuse me, I am 80 years old. I am not <laughs> running anywhere. <laughs> rubber boots. <laughs> Which is to say, suddenly now in your winter clothes, you are sweating. The heat, humid, oppressive air. It feels heavy. It's almost as if being underwater again. As yes, everything begins to kind of drip and get heavy on your bodies. Okay, so the reason that I'm hesitating here, as much as I would love to, to run all the way run, to run. Dora, Warren, there's, there's two things. Right. One, if we go with you, the longer that we're with you, I think we're putting you in danger. And two, and Ned wants to look down and see, can we see the tracks of the spider creatures? Ooh, yes. Uh, survival check, please. Uh, I would love for you to roll that, actually, you if it. you would not mind. Uh, plus four, please. Plus four. While that's going on, Silas is changing his cow thing into just a little <laughs> a lightweight cape. And then at, he's, like, taking his T-shirt off already. <laughs> and uh, it's in his backpack. And he pulls out, like, a basketball jersey. 
Yes. Um, that uh, the old style Chicago, like cursive Chicago 23. <laughs> and um, you do you unzip the lower half of your cargo pants? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah, he definitely, he's, that, that, I that's literally where I was going there. <laughs> oh, great. Sorry, I didn't um, mean to steal it from yeah, you. <laughs> uh, but uh, unzips the bottom of the cargo pants and uh, he is uh, in shorts and uh, sleeveless jersey and, uh, you know, still a cape. But definitely yes. not as exaggerated and not taking up his yeah, oh mm. not over his head. Um, so yes, yeah, so with your as as Silas redresses, you know, changes up his look, and the rest of you may also <laughs> choose to remove furs or jackets or parkas, whatever you've got going mm. on. Um, in fact, we'll let you, you know, see if you have a new look in a moment here. Um, but Neb, you sort of look down and say, part of the problem here is this dense undergrowth right so you're gonna have to part all of the fronds in order to just see the ground and then when mm. you find the ground it is covered in bugs so as you begin to look around you think you find something that looks like one of these conical ditches but it's not you know this is a firmer ground than the snow so it's not very deep and it's filled with bugs and it took you five minutes of like moving aside leaves to find this in general. So it's going to be very difficult to find tracks in this particular earth. Uh, Neb just basically wants to find maybe enough tracks to confirm a direction because she okay. is afraid that mm -hmm. the spider creatures are going in the direction of the Warren and that we're already too late. Um, let's say 10 minutes. And I can give you an answer on that. If everyone wants to take 10 minutes to sort of adjust their their look, we'll go with that. Yeah, and that basically okay. just takes off her, yeah. her big jacket, takes off her sweatshirt, stuffs it in her bag, and now she's just in jeans and a t-shirt. And will <laughs> just, without care about the dirt and the bugs and the leaves and the everything, will swim through the underbrush looking for <laughs> Um, Your t-shirt, is it like a graphic tee? Does it have a band on it? Does it have like design of any kind? Uh, like a true geek, she has a t-shirt that is the exact same design as the sweatshirt she was wearing. The black, <laughs> black t-shirt with the Pulsar star map right, on right, it. Right, right, so right. She, she came, that was the one stylish thing she did uh, was to coordinate her shirt and her sweatshirt. Matching shirt and sweatshirt. I like it. Yeah. Two-piece set. Mm -hmm. uh, Robin, how do you adjust yourself for this new humidity? Uh, takes off the mittens and the, the park. Uh, no, she had um, a shawl, the, mm -hmm. the knitted. She'll take that off for now and put it in her bag. So basically, you still got her, your yellow rain boots. And she's in her overalls, which now yep. have a couple extra patches on them. Terrain overalls. <laughs> her her white shirt. And, um, and she still has her sun hat, which now has a couple extra flowers in it, mm. you might notice. They love this environment. They're yes. just soaking up the humidity. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Maeve, how about you? So um, Maeve takes off. She had this um, maroon scarf. She takes that off and sort of wraps it around her waist um, and takes her jacket and kind of folds it up and almost reforms it into like a belt. Mm. Sort of a wide, almost corsety belt. Because um, that way it's giving some support still and you can tuck stuff mm -hmm. into it. It's convenient, but it, it's no longer so warm. Um, and her sleeves, she rolls her, her sleeves up and you can see her, her vine tattoo down her mm. left wrist wrapping around her hand. Um, and 
you know, she's wearing a white shirt, but throughout the adventuring that we've done, it sort of has gotten sort of slashed. You can sort of see there, which are now convenient air vents. Um, <laughs> lovely and cool. Um, but uh, previously those were pretty chilly. Um, and uh, yeah, that's, those are, I think the main things that, that adjust. Fantastic. And for Rusa. Uh, Farooza just watching everybody as usual. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, she's gonna take off her her jacket, fold it neatly with a little ball, <laughs> and open her messenger bag. And in her messenger bag, she sees her souvenir from the ice castle, and she also sees like her her shield, which looks totally neutral at That's the moment. Right. She's like, okay, yes. she's gonna stuff um, stuff the jacket in there. And underneath, so basically she's Lara Crofting it. So she has her, so that's her, her khaki cargo pants on. But she leans down and she rips the fur off her boots. And she's like, I'm not going to think how much that costs. Not going to think of how much that costs. <laughs> Too hot. And then she's wearing like a, a black like tank top with a burgundy H on it. <laughs> she has to. You, you just have to make sure that no matter where you are, they know where you no. went to school. They oh, they, they must know. Um, I love how both Nev and Furrows are just like branding. Always be branding. <laughs> Always be branding. ABB. <laughs> um, just as you're finishing up, and 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 Neb, you've been searching through the underbrush, kind of pushing bugs aside and uprooting some. Sorry, sorry. Looking... Excuse me. Sorry. Excuse me. That's right. You have intimate connection to bugs. <laughs> um, uh, you do finally find a set of five that begin to kind of point in a direction. It is not the same direction as the Warren. It seems to be going off kind of, again, like if you're on this one side of the mountain, you can sort of see the rise within the light that that uh, Robin is providing. You know, Pivum seems to be running off this way and you think these spikes are kind of coming from the opposite direction. Just as you kind of are, are about to step up and, and you know, uh, offer this information to everyone, you hear something in the distance and then Pivum's little red hat sticking up the top runs through that underbrush he comes up get down and as he does it gets louder and louder and suddenly a mosquito the size of a bird flies past your face as you suddenly turn around and see four more coming out of the darkness towards Ugh. these lights and beginning to swarm around you. We are now in initiative. Please roll. We knew she cometh. <laughs> Adam's done. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> 20. All right, Feruza. Was that a 20, did you say? Yes, it did. Dirty, Feruza. but 20. Uh, it's dirty, but it's a 20. Yeah. Silas. 12. A 12 for, for Silas. For Maeve. 26. Woo! Woo! I don't even have that on my paper. <laughs> Maeve. And for Neb. Five. Five <laughs> for Neb and for Robin. Net 20 for a 25. Hey. All right. Maeve, you are the first one up. Um, as these things begin to swarm around you, dozens and then another dozen, and it's almost as if now the, the air is thick with them, and they are all, I mean, the size of hummingbirds. These are, you know, quite large for 
mosquitoes or bugs. Um, what would you like to do? Um, I would like to, uh, so I have a bit of experience in sort of terrain like this because on yes. the army bases growing up, whenever we would sort of get bored, we could go and run the, run the different, uh, uh, courses. Um, so I think I did a lot of the, the netting courses, the obstacle courses when I was little. Um, so, uh, I would like to go ahead and, uh, hide myself in and amongst the, uh, Ooh. the different, uh, vines and things that are dropping down and get myself ready to, uh, fight out, fight All as right. soon as something comes near you me. You can give me a stealth check, please, for your hide. Okay. Uh, come on, math. Um, <laughs> come on, math. Uh, Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Yes. Um, so yes, you almost just kind of like shrink into the darkness within the vines and even get down low inside, uh, you know, under the underbrush so that really only a piece of your face and an arm that now twists around a vine and seems to kind of blend in with it. Uh, the bugs begin to climb over your feet and legs, but you don't move an inch, basically disappearing into this environment. Um, up next is Robin. Um, okay. <laughs> Robin, Fireball. Yeah. <laughs> Robin was like, uh, she just goes, you know, one I was once a meteorologist, but I've never seen a storm like this. Oh my God. And she's going to cast Firebolt at one of them. Okay, go for it. So, uh, I'm going to up this to first. Oh, okay. Okay, never mind. Okay, and that is going to be plus six. Uh, 25 to hit. 25 will hit. Give me your damage. That'll be ugh, four points of fire damage. <laughs> That's 2d10. Okay. Uh, and um, I think Robin will just uh, focus on keeping the lights so people can see. Okay, fantastic. Um, so this, you shoot a firebolt at, it hits one of them, and it just kind of like spins a little bit and falls to the ground. Um, those of you see it, you know, it kind of goes through the underbrush, but it's sort of twitching and one wing is kind of not working as it turns itself. Um, Feruza, you is are it next. dead or is it? It is not, I mean, it's, it's, di it's dying. It is not okay. a, uh, an issue for you. Um, go ahead, Feruza. All right, Fruz is just gonna scream out, bloodsuckers, and she's <laughs> raging. And then as she says that, she throws her hands up and there's literally like electricity, like it looks like, it looks almost like she's holding a bolt in each hand. And she's like, come at me. And she's gonna throw them both at the same time. So it's two attacks. All right. Um, one is a 16 and one's a 14. Uh, the 16 will hit and the 14 will hit. Ooh. Okay. okay, let's see what we got. Eight plus, hold on. Oh, oh no, I rolled the wrong thing. I'm sorry, oh, never getting more of that. I rolled the wrong one. <laughs> oh no, I didn't. Yes, I did. <laughs> yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yeah, keep it. The first one is a 10 damage. Okay. The second one is nine, nine. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, you hit two out of the air, like a bug zapper. Uh, and they just sort of drop to the ground, a little bit of smoke rising up through the underbrush, sizzling. Anything else for Isa? Um, she's just gonna take out her axe because there's something she wants to do. If I happen to get a free action at some point in this, just oh yeah, free actions. I we just pass those yes. out. Mm -hmm. She's just gonna start like hacking away at the underbrush a little bit. <laughs> for reasons, okay, for okay, I'll offer that. You know, just as a sort of you know um, yeah. non-action action. Gotcha. You're just sort of yeah. you know hacking away a little bit at the underbrush. I can allow for that. Mm -hmm. um, this swarm is all around you. You can barely hear yourself think or anyone else around you talk as it's as they fling in front you can feel the flapping of their wings and they begin to land on you um oh boy how many of these oh oh nice okay great uh we're gonna start with Feruza. um i have a that is a 16 to hit no. No. Fantastic. Then it's going to land on Robin. Ooh, that's a really nice big number. That is going to be a 23. Yep. Fantastic. Are any of these coming down right in in front of me? Since I mean, I'm you all are within, really, like, I'm imagining like a 10, 15 foot radius kind of little clump. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you want to use your reaction? Um, yeah, I, I'd like to use the, the action that I was readying. And okay, great. Go ahead and take my attack on it. Um, Go for it. So I would like to use my uh, uh, to keep it from from doing anything uh, mm -hmm. anything shady. Um, and so I should have yes. Sorry, brains, no words. Um, we're right, but we get back into the. Who are these people? What are the so it do is. Again? A 17 hit. 17 will hit. Okay. And then it's going to be plus eight plus 2d6. Um, plus four plus six. Ugh, terrible rolls. Uh, 16 points of damage, and oh, it is wreathed. Damage. Yeah, points of damage, and yep. it is wreathed in that uh, that potential energy. Okay. Um, yes. All right. You're noticing that it's wreathing probably just about a fourth of this cloud of creatures, right? You can't actually get all of them in this, this one energy section. However, you do notice that the swarm that was kind of starting to land upon Robin, you, you with this attack, you hit a couple more of them out of the air and slightly less land on Robin. However, the several that do find the now exposed skin that you all have revealed in the oh. humidity and sink their little <laughs> little proboscis, proboscis into oh. Robin's flesh, that is going to be seven piercing damage and it attaches. You can see it's little, you know, proboscis is in there and it goes mm -hmm. as it starts to pull blood from your neck, Robin. Um, all right, another swarm is here. It is going to alight upon Maeve. 
Uh, that is going to be a 15. 15 will miss. Miss. Oh, it, wait, um, no, I'm sorry. It, it needs, never mind. It will hit? It hits. Okay, it will hit. All right, the other, it's uh, more going to try to land on side. Uh, oh, go ahead. No, my shield pops out. Your shield pops out. All right, you stop it. Harvest Silas, I have a natural 20 on you. So, Silas, even though you are flying, ooh, ooh, interesting. This cloud <laughs> goes way up into the air. It just surrounds you from every side. You are going to take, oh dear. Twenty-two points of piercing damage, Oof. and at least ten of these attach themselves to you. Um, as again, each little bit, your legs now, your bare arms, uh, your face where the cowl was removed are now covered with these creatures. Um, it is now Swarm Sea. It is going to go after Neb, first of all. Uh, Neb, that is a 23 to hit. Oh, yeah. Okay, and the other one is gonna go, let's see, who do we think is near you? Pivim, of course. Uh, Pivim is also gonna get hit. Okay. So, Neb, you are going to take... Probiscus damage. 14 piercing damage. Pivim is going to take 16 piercing damage. And these creatures attach to your bodies. Silas, you are up. I am going to uh, in a, I'm going to fly to a place where I'm not going to hit any um, allies, but still okay. get a whole lot of these things. Um, you and... fly up. The ones that are attached to your body stay attached as you pull them with you uh, into the air as you get not, out of not, range. Not of your for friends. long. Um, not I'm for long. To, okay. Uh, <laughs> I, you see my eye light up in a star shape, sunburst, and then a pulse of telekinetic energy I'm letting out 30 feet around me. Um, they need to make a constitution saving throw. Constitution saving throw. 19. I am going to uh, say, oh no, hell no, you're not staying attached to me. Silvery barbs, <laughs> re-roll it. Re-roll, you got it. 16. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm sure. Finally, um, I'm rolling well. Um, all right, so <laughs> do 14 points of damage, half half damage. Seven. The, uh, seven. Okay. And this uh, is bonus on action. This one. Um, I'm uh, healing myself. Okay. Uh, you start to heal yourself as you do. They just take bigger gulps of blood as you create more blood within your system. Um, they even sort of seem to vibrate a little bit with excitement. Ooh, magic blood. <laughs> there, there. Anything else, Silas? That's it. All right. Pivum's turn. Um, this is always hard because you can't figure out what to do uh, while you are there. Ooh, yeah, that's a good idea. All right. Pivum goes 
I said, everybody, get down! And he's gonna, you know, he's sort of, you know, covered in these 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 mosquitoes. He he sort of jolts his fingers down, and and as you have seen before, um, uh, uh, Neb, <laughs> a huge chunk of ground of dirt rises up into the air. It's still got the bugs falling off the side of it and inside of it. It's just this five foot cube chunk. He lifts it up places it in a mound and jumps down into this hole that he has created underneath um, the the foliage here. And he sort of hunkers down in this little space uh, beneath the, um, you know, down in the, in the earth. Um, what else can he do with this little moment? That's good there. Um, and then he is going to take his turn to just start smacking things on his body. He's able to detach most of them uh, from him. Um, that is gonna be Pivim's turn. Up next, Neb. Uh, how many of these swarms are within 10 feet of me? I mean, all of them. Okay, excellent. <laughs> uh, Neb is going to, she's swatting them away, swatting yeah. them away, and then she, I'm not even gonna try to talk to you bloodsuckers. And she's gonna reach out and grab <laughs> one and squeeze it in her hand and as a little bit of the blood comes out there's a little bit of a explosion i need uh every every uh all of them not okay. any of my friends okay to make constitution saving throws okay here we go come on you know how tough bugs are really um, that's oh. a 10 five, that's a fail that's a fail a 15 and a 19. Okay, first two failed, the okay. second two succeed. I okay. rolled like crap. Okay, the ones that fail take two necrotic damage. Okay. The ones that succeeded take one. <laughs> because I literally so rolled on two D6, uh, a one and a one. Uh, <laughs> but the, the one that she's holding onto, that little bit of its blood just gets like sucked back into her hand as she's gonna let it heal her. Uh, of some of the, the you're gonna suck its blood. <laughs> I'm gonna suck its blood. Yeah, why not? Why not? Why not? You? Why not? Um, and then she's gonna follow Pivum's advice and jump into the hole. Jump into the hole. Yeah. Uh, and, and, doing the same thing. Like, so what? They just don't like the dirt. What's the, or just getting under the? <laughs> what's going on? You jump down and then you notice that it's quite a bit darker down here. The shadow cast from the the light above these, you know, the dancing lights that are created. Um, you have a little bit of sort of shelter from that. They do still find you, but the swarm seems to want to be up in that area. Um, and all I'll get, right. Anything I'll, else, I get, Neb? Yeah, I get eight health back from that. Right. And she'll yell up to everybody and go, get, yeah, get, come on, let's all, you know, get, get down and dirty, I guess. <laughs> um, another swarm up there. This one is going to target Maeve with an 18. Miss. Misses. Because I have that target shield up. Robin nice. with a 17. Uh, Robin's like, no. No, follow the lights follow, and like moving the lights around and uh, yeah. silvery barbs. Okay, silvery barbs. That's a 19. Ah, that hits, yeah. It hits. All right. You try as hard as you can. Nice. 
14 piercing damage as more of them attach to your body. All right, we are back up to Maeve. Um, what would you like to do, Maeve? Uh, I would like to go ahead and take some swings at the the ones nearest, I guess, to me. Uh, All right. Again. Let's see. You know, uh, there are... I lied. I'm going to uh, point okay. at uh, the ones uh, that are attacking uh, Miss Robin and say no. Okay. And as if it were uh, a giant fly swatter with the, yes! the force of, of mm -hmm. everything <sighs> rushing toward it. Um, so that was a 19 on the first one and mm -hmm. a dirty 20 on the second. Okay, um, those will both hit. Great. Um, 14 points of bludgeoning on the first and 11 on the second. Okay. Um, and once those are done, um, I will sort of grab onto the, the vine that I was uh, holding onto and slide down it and hide. <laughs> Fantastic. So as this this fly swatter of energy rockets through, it absolutely like like it hits a wall and these things just kind of fall to the ground in a little clump of dead and dying bugs. Uh, Robin, it even knocks a few loose off of you. Um, not all of them, but you know, a number of them kind of fly off. You Maeve appears, fly swats, slides down this this uh, vine into the dirt. Um, you can do a high check if you want. Sure. 18. 18 is good. All right, Robin. Your turn, but before you go, these creatures that are still attached to you suck five points of blood. Because <laughs> you just feel a <laughs> kind of pulling this life force, this blood out of your body um, on your turn. Is it possible to know how many are on me? Um, I mean, we'll say like four. Okay. Um. Could I use my action to like try to hit them off? Absolutely. Like, okay. Fantastic. Yeah, you do it. It's easy. Okay. You can just kind of swat at them, or you are able to dislodge them pretty easily by just kind of hitting them or swatting at them, and okay. uh, you can release all of your. Okay, attached. and then as a bonus action, once they're off of me, yes, uh, uh, Robin's just gonna misty step thirty feet away, kind of away from the swarm. Okay. Um, are you going into the hole? You're going off into the jungle. Where do you want to land? Uh, is the hole big enough? It's five this? foot square. Okay, so no. You can yeah. all get in there. It's just tight. Um, I, I mean, I'm small and Pivim's smaller. Yeah, Pivim's so. teeny. Um, I think Robin would just 30 feet away and kind of just duck into the brush. Okay. Mm. 30 feet away into the pitch darkness. Mm -hmm. um, you sort of hunker down in that brush. You can see your lights, you know, just over there and, and, and but barely for the the swarm surrounding, you know, surrounding them. Um, as you kind of duck into this little spot over here and watch from a distance. Is that everything, Robin? Yes. All right, Feruza, your turn. You currently have no bugs attached to you. 
no bugs attached to me, but I still can see like a bunch buzzing yes. around. They're other, all right? around, absolutely. So she, she, yeah, she has her axe in her hand, and she's just um, she's like you know muttering under her breath, like "Where's a citronella candle when you need one?" And she's gonna get her um, get her axe and start like spinning it. And it's going to start spinning really fast, almost like a, a fan, you know, just a fan blades like going mm-hmm. and as, as it's as it's spinning, she's just going to release it. So it's flying through the air fast, like fan blades, and it's going to hit whatever, whatever it may, because I have two hits. It can either hit one twice or it can hit two. Okay. Um, I don't know. Depending how close it it is. doesn't really make a difference. It's a swarm. So okay. you can do both hits on the one. Perfect. swarm and it will you know it'll hit multiple yeah so basically i, I pre-rolled someone i hit i rolled 23 twice Woo! you hit strong <laughs> so it came up to 27 points of damage total okay that's on these guys mm-hmm. that's gonna be nice uh so in the 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 swarm that is buzzing around you as you kind of swipe at things and you're hitting several of them, not just with your your weapon, but with your arm. And as you're swinging around, you're hitting and knocking a lot of them out of the air. Um, you really seem to have reduced the density around yourself pretty good. Anything else, Faruza? Um, What she was hacking away at was sort of the underbrush so that it would kind of, mm-hmm. if she could get it to come up in one piece, she's going to attempt to let it come up so she can sort of like disgustingly put it like a, like a blanket over herself. <laughs> And I had like this vision of her not knowing where you guys were. So she sort of ended wearing Neb and Pim in her blanket <laughs> to hide herself underneath the So Neb and Pim are down inside the hole. So if you cr- oh, do this, okay. I, I think it would be more like you take a piece off of the edge a little bit and maybe some of the dirt, you know, falls in, but you, you yeah. kind of duck under this blanket of um, underbrush. underbrush. You know, <sighs> there's there's bugs and centipedes and millipedes and scorpions and roly-polies and all these little creatures just kind of blanketing as you just sort of scoot yourself down under here. It is warm and it is um, wet and it is, you know, creepy crawly, uh, but you kind of, you know, huddle yourself down under Mm -hmm. there. Swarm Bee's turn here. Uh, I just gently reach out and grab one of the the millipedes and like put it down somewhere else and go. It's gonna be fine. They don't care about us. <laughs> she even right. bruises under her breath, going, "Where's a fireball when you need one?" <laughs> um, Swarm Bee's turn is still gonna try to come after you, Feruza, but I'm gonna give you some cover. The way this combat is making me itch right now. <laughs> <laughs> So I have a 22 to hit, but let's do a plus two to your AC, Faruza, for cover. Um, No, it doesn't. Okay. Oh, no, actually, it does. Okay. With a 22 it's... and a plus two to your AC? Yes, but it's, okay. it's half It's half because she has defense against things okay. that pierce because of her skin density. Okay. And so this is, yeah. and this is already going to be halved because you did a good job reducing... Mm-hmm. So this is seven points of piercing damage, and you can take three. Mm-hmm. Um, mosquito bite. Mosquito bites. <laughs> um, now, up with Silas. Um, so let's see. You still have a few. Oh, no. Yeah, you still have a few on you. Oh, just five. Yeah, you've got five. Um, oh, no, wait. Never mind. I'm sorry. We're going to get to that. First, there's a swarm up there with you that's going to attack. 
That is a 19 to hit. Yes. That hits. All right. More attach to you. Five, three. That's eight piercing damage. Now it's the start of your turn, and you will take an additional five as the ones that are on suck more blood uh, out of your body. Go ahead, Silas, your turn. Um, I, with my bonus action, uh, the telekinetic force um, grabs the bug spray out of my bag yes. because I do have that in my inventory. Um, and it is going to take the bug spray and um, the telekinetic force is going to basically do that thing where you can take the stopper off and it sprays out um, into a fog around me. I can't believe you have bug spray. I, I think I, I do, do too, actually. Yes, I, 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 I was going not into... coming I was yeah. not coming to this place without bug spray. Like, it's amazing. Fantastic. Yeah. Let's um, do like it's like an area effect, right? So we'll do a that's what I'm trying to do. Like a deck save kind of thing. Fine or do you want me. yeah yeah let's no, do fine. let's do like a deck save thing. Um here we go. I mean either way it should be a class. I rolled a one. <laughs> Regardless of what I rolled or what I should have rolled, go ahead. What do we think for some damage on this? No idea. Um, Let's see. I don't know. While this cloud is up, is now the good time for Robin to cast Fireball? <laughs> give me, because this is specifically designed for bugs, let's do D10. Burn it out. Give me like two D10s. Okay. Nice. And, um,. Wow, uh, that's 20 points of damage because Woo! I rolled double zeros there. Nice. Wow. Amazing. Oh, um, so you just go making a cloud of bug spray around you. There's that that strong like deet <laughs> that you can taste in the back of your throat around you. Um, but the bugs that are, you know, as soon as they kind of they're trying to dodge around it, but you can see they just drop, drop. Uh, out of the sky because you're you know, a little bit up higher um, as they begin to fall down to the earth. There's still some up there that avoided it in general, but uh, you did an excellent job of dispelling them. Um, or Ooh. anything else? I'm taking my action now because that was yeah. just the bonus action move. Gotcha. Um, and so uh, constitution saving throw for anything that I can get within 30 feet. Okay. Oh, within 30 feet? Yes. That's a five. That's a 13, and that's a 14. Okay, that's great news all around. Um, <laughs> not a 15, not a 16. Yeah. Um, that's 28 points of force damage. To all of them, wow. All of them, and it also is going to move them 15 feet away from Yikes. All right, let me see. Okay. <clears throat> okay, so. And then um, with this move, I'm going to try to get into this hole that everybody sees. Gotcha. <laughs> so the ones that are right around you take the, you know, the most force of this and just like disintegrate. It's just even like just little bug pieces that are sort of flying through the air. The ones that are a little farther away get hit bad and they get 
pushed, um, creating this just sort of like sound wave sphere around you as you then turn and dive into this hole, joining Neb and Pivum. You're flying through some of these things. They don't get op attacks. That's not how these work. But you just kind of land in this little hole uh, with them. There are still some around and attached, but um, you are in the hole. Feeling good? I fell in the pit. We live here okay. now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fell into I fell in the pit. Yeah. Um, Pivum. I think this one. Great. Pivum again goes, okay, heads down. Especially to any of you that are taller and in there who will sort of lower <laughs> your head, Maeve, Silas. Um, he goes, ah, da 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 and vines begin to grow over the top of this hole, sort of creating a little bit of a canopy directly over your head. Um, uh, here we go. And yeah, it, it helps sort of fill in the area up there. That is Pivim's turn. There's a can of pee above our head? There's a can of pee. Oh. <laughs> uh, nope, nope, nope. I'm fine with, I'm fine with mosquitoes. Nope, that's we're not. psychic damage. Not can of nope, pee. that's not the kind of damage I want. Nope. nope. I'm, I'm, we're doing potty training at the moment, so my life is all pee. I'm oh my Pee goodness. means nothing to me. In fact, I have, I have stickers. I have stickers for going, for going potty. In oh, the, for going oh my God. Oh, do you get stickers too, Deborah? <laughs> it helps, you know, reinforce the concept. You get so stickers only we go PB in the potty. <laughs> I mean, you got to teach, so only you deserve a sticker with, too. With my, oh with my, my son. <laughs> so yes, oh my Silas gets a sticker. <laughs> Um, so yes, so these vines grow above. Um, it is now Neb's turn. You do still have a couple attached to you, so you're gonna take five blood drain damage at the start Ew. of this. And now it's your turn. Can I still see out of the yes, uh, cover? It's not completely, you know, they're sort of vine together, but that's it's a mesh he's sort okay. of created, so you can still see through it. Awesome. Um, and at this point, everybody's covered and Robin is off Robin is away. Robin is gone. Maeve, Silas, you and Pivam are in the hole. And Feruza is a little bit above it, but she's covered herself over with some earth and has some cover. Excellent. So uh, mm -hmm. Neb is going to scramble up and like make a little bit of room through the, the netting of these vines. <clears throat> and she's going to yell up to all these things and be like, you know, I'm gonna learn how to turn into a bat because of all of you. <laughs> and I need them uh, anything in a 15 foot An intimidation cube. check. I was gonna say, do it. Do it. I could no, no, turn no, no. into a bat. <laughs> She's thinking about it. It's like, I still can't get the wings. Ah. And they don't even have any feathers. I don't know what's going on. Darn and I mean, everything in a 15 foot cube. Yes. Above us to make a constitution saving throw. Okay. Oop, that's cocked. Eight. Three, two fails, I'm pretty sure. Uh, they are all going to take 12 thunder damage and be pushed 10 feet away from me. And considering I'm under them, I, I guess they all go up. Yep. So um, you just, again, they get sort of blasted back and there's a, a, a brief pause and then like rain, little mosquito bodies start to fall down and sort of hit the ground like raindrops. Um, is that all Neb? Uh, yeah, she'll she'll back away from the the netting that Pivim is 
uh, made and kind of like close up the hole again and go, okay, so how long are we supposed to stay in this hole? I mean, how, how many of these things are gonna come? Um, uh, Pivim's trying to catch his breath as he, you know, is sort of trying to maintain his, his tangled canopy there. Um, at this moment, there's still some up there. And for mm -hmm. Ruza, you are the only one they can sense. So they're going to try to come for you. Um, okay. you have the plus two cover. Yes. In. And that is a very poor roll, so I'm sure that you are fine. That you can feel them trying to like trying. get through, but then even as they get closer, you know, there's frogs down here. There's things that will eat them, and so they sort of, you know, back off a little bit as they attempt to come through towards you. Okay. Um, Maeve, hmm. we are back up to you. Yes, um, I would like to do exactly what I did last time. It seemed to be pretty effective with the fly swatter, mm -hmm. uh, fly swatter force. <laughs> Um, uh, so I would like to, no, no, <laughs> absolutely not. Absolutely um, not. Absolutely. That's the evolution of that, yeah, that ability. It is absolutely, yeah, absolutely not. not. <laughs> um, so first one is a 22. Easy hit. Second one is even higher. Now they're um, 15 feet away now, as long as that's still good. I, as they long as they're within 120 feet, they're solid. Great. Um, nothing escapes Maeve's nope. <laughs> I, just, I just nope them all the way to uh, nope them. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's uh, 12 on the first one. And uh, 12 damage, yeah. On the second, yes. Great, 12 and, and then eight. on both of those as the, the fly swatter of, of, of nope. <laughs> the fly um, swatter of nope. Well, we I mean, I guess in it. this case, it should probably be off, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, just erupting through this tangle of, of vines above you, it just, um, and these ones seem to, you almost seem to like hit them sideways with a baseball bat. And you notice that the, the buzzing, except for the few that are still attached to your buddies down here in the, the dirt, the buzzing is significantly reduced. And it's really just that that's happening within this particular little spot that you can still hear. Anything else, Maeve? Um, is there anything else I can do here? Can I help s try and swap stuff off? Just assisting whatever. Um, sure. Yeah, you can sort of turn to your friends and start to try to um, uh, take them off. I think right now it's Silas and Neb that have, um, you know, bugs still on them that are just sort of flapping their wings. You can see they're getting fatter with all of the blood that they've, they've sucked out. Um, all right, we can let you kind of go towards that. We're now off with Robin, 30 feet away in the darkness. Uh, Robin, from watching from afar, you've seen this just bang, bang, and it feels like, you know, you saw Silas dive into this hole and then the vines grow over and, um, you know, feeling pretty good about all of that. You just sort of take a, a look down to try and see if it's, it's a good time to walk back and all over your legs and climbing up your body are tiny 
little spiders, bugs, <laughs> ticks, something. Oh, little black bodies just crawling up in the dozens and growing. Wait, and with this? that, we will come um, back next mm, week for Children of Airtake. I've always wanted Thank to you fireball all. myself. <laughs> bugs. <laughs> have a blanket on its back. Thank you all so much for being here this evening. Uh, I adore you all. Thank you, players. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, everyone at home. And please remember, oh, what's our new thing? I've, I've, I didn't take note. Um, you are what you believe yourself to be is what that is. Um, have a great evening. Good night, everyone. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Children of Erte. To learn more about Demiplane, visit demiplane.com and embark on your own adventure today.